Good morning on this Monday morning. We want to welcome you to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We left off yesterday talking about that. In the new heaven and new earth, there will be no actual temple, but the Lamb and God himself will be the temple there. Now, to give us an understanding as to what has happened up until that time from Genesis, we took a section from the book of John, chapter 4, verse 21, 23, 24, and it says, Jesus said unto her, the woman at the well, Believe me that the hour cometh that when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. It's hard to comprehend that, that Jesus was literally saying, not not even at Jerusalem in the temple are you going to be able to worship. For one, it was going to be torn down. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. Verse 24, God is a spirit, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And this is the verse <clears throat> that we had read yesterday in Revelation 21, 3. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God, which basically the definition would be the habitation. The habitation of God is with men, talking about the new Jerusalem. And he will dwell with them and he shall be and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And in verse 22 of uh, chapter 21, And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. In Genesis, in chapter 3, verse 8, Adam had a free flow expression of fellowship and communion with God, as God would descend... In the cool of the day, <clears throat> uh, to have fellowship and communion with them. But on this occasion in Genesis 3 8, they hid themselves because they had already fallen, they had sinned, and therefore the fellowship is already beginning to get cut off. Later, God wants to be able to bring his presence back on earth. So he gives instructions to Moses on how to build a tabernacle in Exodus 25 9. And he told him, make sure that you make everything according to the pattern that was shown thee. <clears throat> the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof. Of course, that tabernacle only lasted so long. It began to wear out. And uh, <clears throat> by the time we get to the time of uh, uh, Chronicles and First Samuel, the Bible says, that uh, in Second Chronicles chapter 1, verse 3, So Solomon and all the congregation with him went up to the high place that was at Gibeon. For there was the tabernacle of the congregation, that's what it's called, the tabernacle of the congregation of God, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, had made in the wilderness. But the Ark of the Covenant had David brought up from, and... Uh, to the place which David had prepared for it, for he had pitched a tent for it at Jerusalem. Now, notice this is going to be another area where God is going to dwell. It says in verse 5, Moreover, the brazen uh, altar uh, that Baziel, uh, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, had made, he put before the tabernacle of the Lord, and Solomon 
and the congregation sought unto it. So the sacrifices were at one place and the worship was now at another, which had not existed before. In uh, verse 6, it says, And Solomon went up from there to the brazen altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of the congregation, and he offered a thousand uh, burnt offerings upon it. In Second Samuel, in chapter 6, verse 17, it says, And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. Notice tabernacle, not temple, tabernacle, temporary, had pitched for it. <clears throat> and David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. Now, in the book of Acts, chapter 15, uh, verse 16 and 17, we are given by the apostles uh, an explanation as to what happened concerning the tabernacle of David. Now, after this, I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. And I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up, that the residue of men might seek after the Lord, and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who does all these things. Now, this prophecy is from the book of Amos, chapter uh, 9, verse 11 and 12. And basically what it means, <clears throat> the tabernacle of David was basically going to be the church. Because the church was going to be the one that was going to be able to praise and worship God in spirit and in truth. Now, that's a lot to take in, a lot to talk about. But let's continue. We got uh, another day or two where we can talk about this. The next thing that is built is Solomon's temple. So now David's tabernacle is gone. Solomon's temple is now built up. Then the Babylonian captivity takes place later on. Uh, many, many, many years after many kings, and it is destroyed. Then Zerubbabel comes back from the Babylonian captivity, where they had been there for 70 years, and they rebuild the temple, but it's not like Solomon's temple in its original glory. You can read about that in Haggai and in the, ba the book of Hab Habakkuk. <clears throat> then after that, by the time we get to the time of Jesus, uh, Herod had built a temple for the Jews. Now, it is this temple at which Jesus said there won't be a stone left upon a stone. It's the temple that he was talking about, his physical body, but yet that temple also, that every stone was going to be knocked down and that he was going to be able to take that temple and it be destroyed in three days and bring it back. In other words, it's going to be destroyed, but in three days he would bring it back up. Of course, that temple wound up being, or that tabernacle wound up being Jesus himself. Look at what John says in different versions of the Bible. John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. That word dwelt is very important. We're going to see it in the other translations. It means tabernacled. And he dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Remember, God had free fellowship with Adam. With Moses' time, the only ones that had access was the high priest and the Levites that ministered. With David, anybody that wanted to come, there was 24-hour worship and praise going on where the Ark of the Covenant was at. It was in a little tent, 
curtains were open. You could see the glory of God. Anybody could come and worship. Very different than the tabernacle of Moses. Very different than Solomon's temple. They had the worship there. They had the singing, the praise. Uh, <clears throat> but it was walled. It was limited to only the priesthood of Levi. And then by the time we get to Zerubbabel, like I said, once again, we're back to the same pattern. In Herod's time, it was limited to the high priest and the Levites. But when Jesus appeared, he literally tabernacled amongst us. Look at what it says. John 1, 14, John chapter 1, verse 14, another translation. And the word became flesh and tabernacled amongst us. See, now God had his own tent in the person of Jesus' physical body. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten, with the Father, full of grace and truth. Another translation. And the word became flesh and tabernacled amongst us, and we beheld his glory, glory as the only begotten, from the Father, full of grace and truth. Another translation. And the word became flesh and tabernacled amongst us. Here's another translation. And the word became flesh and pitched his tent amongst us. That is an awesome definition there. And we saw his esteem, esteemed as the only brought forth of a Father, complete in favor and truth. Then now we have the body of Christ, the church, the believers. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. 1 Corinthians 6, 15 and 17. And 2 Corinthians 6, and 16, that we are called the temple of God. Then there's the present day heavenly temple, according to the pattern which the tabernacle was made on earth during the time of Moses, which we find in the book of Hebrews. Then in the millennium after the tribulation, there's going to be another temple that will have been built. And then finally we get into the new heaven and the new earth where the new Jerusalem and every little facet of that city is so holy that wherever you're at, at that point, you can worship God because Jesus and the Father are the temple now. So you will be able to bow knee and in spirit, literally be at his presence to worship him at any given time or moment. This is exciting stuff. With the Lord's help, we'll see you tomorrow on Tuesday and go a little deeper into this in Jesus' name. Amen.